And so before we ate, it was always prayer. And I knew before prayer, he, he was going to talk. And, you know, all of our cousins were sitting there and we'd be like, Oh man, grandpa's going to talk. He's going to preach to us again. And um, at that time, that's what I thought. Now I'm like, Oh man, he was teaching. That man was teaching how we should teach our families, you know, in, in generations to come. Stay good day. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. Today we'll hear from a gal who, as a child, learned about God from her grandpa, and we'll hear about the great influence that he had on her life. His J is Dongo. Hello, how are you? I'm Carla Parnature, and I am Creek Cherokee. And I am from Oklahoma, just in case you couldn't tell by my accent. I grew up in a, like a lot of Native families, we grew up around a lot of family in a, in a small town and we lived outside of town. And so growing up, I probably, I must have had, I think around, I think it's 35 first cousins on one side of the family. And during that time, there, my grandma usually had anywhere from, I'm going to say she she raised at least half her grandkids. So she always had grandkids living with her. And one of the things that I've, I've noticed that um, I think throughout the years is how important the family is to the Lord. You know, as a kid, I didn't really realize that. But, you know, now I can see how how even, you know, as Native people, we talk about generations and the next generation and but as I, you know, as I look through um, and read now, I just, and even look back, see how important family is. And in our family was no different. But the reason I say that, one of the things I notice about generations is that um, growing up, both of my grandparents, they were, or both of my grandpas, they were preachers in, in small Indian churches. But the next generation, which was their kids, they they were raised in church, but they did not attend church. And I have um, several aunts and uncles, and I don't believe any of them um, continued on. And when we talk about generations, you know, I think about, okay, how did that affect them? So that would be, you know, I start where I am, my generation. And so what came with that is my parents didn't do a lot of things that, um, they were they were raised in church, but they didn't take us to church. So, but I did have a lot of you know my aunts and uncles and and um, the things that I remember about them is um, is alcohol use. And so a lot of my a lot of my cousins they were raised around you know alcohol and everything that goes along with that. And I didn't understand why my parents you know as I got older they would keep us separate. Um, when I say separate, um, we grew up together, you know, all my, I was around all my cousins, but then as I got older, my parents and we, we moved to a city, they just kept us separate from, from the family, which was, you know, kind of rough, but we always went back. I think everybody went back on weekends to see grandma and grandpa. And one of the things I always remember, even though, you know, we didn't go to church all the time is grandpa. One of the things that he taught was God is with you wherever you're at. And so for us in the home, if he had the opportunity to share, it was going to be in the home. So if you know how meals are in Native families, when you get together, you're going to eat. 
And so before we ate, it was always prayer. And, and I knew before prayer, he, he was going to talk and, you know, all of our cousins are sitting there and we'd be like, Oh man, grandpa's going to talk. He's going to preach to us again. And, um, at that time, that's what I thought. Now I'm like, Oh man, he was teaching. That man was teaching how we should teach our families, you know, in, in generations to come. And what the message that I heard as a little girl was that Jesus is coming. You know, Jesus is coming back one day. And even, you know, the times that I did go to church, I, I think about, I think that was probably one of the favorite or, you know, he preached about a lot was that one day, you know, he, he would preach about the second coming of Christ. And it wasn't until I got older, I was older, um, I guess older elementary age. I started hearing the rest of that message. I think, I, you know, it didn't start fitting or making sense to me. So I started hearing about, you could be a good person, but you could still be separate from God. You may, you know, you, you still may not go to heaven. And that, you know, I couldn't understand that because that didn't seem right or it didn't seem fair because you're doing the right things and you're being good, but you're telling me that we're still separate from God. I just didn't understand that because I could understand that I messed up. I knew I did a lot of bad things and I knew that, um, you know, that separated me from God. But I, you know, that other piece, just didn't make sense. But then as, you know, I started hearing about more, you know, we got a VBSs, we'd jump in the back of the pickup and we'd, he'd take us with him and VBS is vacation Bible school. And it's usually a time that most churches hold them during the summer. And actually it could be held any time of the year, but most people like to do it in the summer, I think, because kids, kids are uh, out of school and you can probably stay late. For me, when I was growing up, BBS meant cookies and red Kool-Aid. So I don't know that the parents really liked that, but uh, we all liked it. So, but it was also a time where I think church was, might have been kind of scary. I knew you had to go in and sit down and be quiet, but BBS was fun. And it was God's word that's presenting it away through, either through music, through crafts through sports and that really spoke to me and got my attention when I, you know we all learn about things in different ways and that was just a way for me to learn about who God is and also to see the people when I say the church to see the people that served during VBS that there's a difference there's something in them that's different from what I see outside of here and that's one of the things I think I've realized about how important the church is. It was probably the third VBS I went to that summer. And I know a lot of kids do that now. You know, we have several churches that probably visit places and go, you know, come in and do VBS. And for me, it was my grandpa was the one that would, they, there was, there, and there still is a, a shortage of preachers in our native community. And so he would get borrowed and he'd bring the message to different churches and would go with him. And so one night, I was listening and it started, you know, I started hearing that, all right, you're not, you know, I knew that I'm not going to go to heaven. And when I'm, I'm hearing this, I'm hearing this word being preached and I know that I messed up. I'm a, you know, I was a pretty, I felt like I was a pretty good kid, but still I knew I wasn't going to heaven. And he would say, you know, I'd hear that word, you know, one day Jesus is coming back. If he's coming back, you know, when he comes back, um, are you ready? And I, I would think, I'm not ready. I'm not going to go. 
And even, you know, as a kid, we have, we have an enemy. And when I say the enemy of the world, the enemy, enemy of Christ. And that's what that battle was going on. I didn't want to make that decision. I didn't want to go forward for a lot of different reasons. Maybe it was embarrassment. Maybe it was, you know, I just, you know, it's like no one else is doing this. And I finally got to the point where now I know what it was. It was, um, it was the Lord, the Lord just continuing to speak to me. He didn't give up on me and just drawing me to him and knowing that I needed to make that decision to accept him. And it was that gift. And uh, when I say gift, it was the gift that he gave me. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to earn it. I didn't have to clean up first. The Lord accepted me just as I was. And I didn't have the right words. I think I must have been eight or nine years old. When I say the right words, I didn't know the church words. And even then, you know, it was in um, the churches I'd been to were Creek churches. And so the lot of words I I would hear were, the Muscogee or Creek language. And so, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I didn't know how to say it. So I just went forward one night whenever they were preaching. And, and at the end of the preaching service, they have that time they call it invitation. And during invitation is where they invite you to come forward and make, you know, share any decision that you made. And I made that decision that, that I'm, I'm tired of fighting and, um, I want to do, you know, I'm coming the best way I know how. And I, I want to, um, I want to serve the Lord. And so somebody took me and um, they took people that had came forward and they took us to the side and they talked to us. And, and I heard this story. Uh, they told us that all the angels were rejoicing in heaven. So it was it was a good time. It was a good thing. You know, I felt like it was good. And the church had a big, big um, in the churches or Creek churches. They have, um, you know, well, probably everywhere, but they have big meals. And so during baptism, I think it was scheduled pretty quick. So there was a big meal, a big service, and then there was a um, there was a creek near the church, and that's what they use for baptism. And so when you know several of us went that day, and so afterwards, I didn't you know I remember my dad bought um, bought me a Bible. It was a King James Bible, and so I must have been like I said, I must have been nine or ten somewhere in there. And I tried to read it, but it didn't really make sense. And I really stopped reading it after that. I, but I, you know, went to Sunday school, school for a little bit. And my teacher, she was, um, you know, um, she was really patient. So I sure appreciate that lady because she taught with, with what she had. And one of the things I learned was that, um, the Lord can use anyone and anything. And that's what he did. He made his message clear. And it wasn't till I got older that, um, you know, I, I look back and see those things that I learned and I, I didn't realize, you know, at the time I thought I didn't understand later on. I was like, Oh, I've heard that before. Or, or, uh, but you know, as I became a teenager, we lived in a, in a bigger town. We lived in a city. And, um, during my teenage years, I was, you know, made my, made some pretty tough decisions. I, when I say tough, I made some rough decisions and started using alcohol, drugs, and put myself in situations that I should not have been in. And during the course of that time, uh, I experienced rape and then a date rape. And then my, you know, I know a lot of, I don't want to just say Native women, but I know a lot of women and children and, and men have been in that, have been had to experience something like that. And so they understand the, um, 
the guilt, the shame and the humiliation and the anger that goes with that. And from that, I never told anyone. So from that, I became very hardened. And when I say I became very hardened, I, you know, I was just making reckless decisions from then on, you know, and I was, you know, I was pretty mean and rude to people. I was just a very, very, uh, to me, just very hard person. And that was just my way of dealing with that. And, you know, all I can say is that God is good. And I think of the song, Jesus Loves Me. And even though I turned my back on him, he never, he never gave up. He never stopped loving me. You can hear in her voice that she knows about the love of God and that it means something to her. How about you, my friend? Do you know the love of God? He wants you to. Listen to Jesus' words from John chapter 3 in the Bible. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believes on Him is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Would you like to know more about God's love? Visit our website, withoutreservation.com, and click on the tab, New Life. Or download the Storyteller radio app and choose Hope. You can also write to us at The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our email address is storyteller at withoutreservation.com. And our phone number is 877-766-4648. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's more to Carla's story, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.